You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know who else I love? You, the viewer slash listener. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop. Jared Petty, Scoop. Brennan Tyrell, Scoop. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk a little bit about The Last Guardian. We're going to talk about more about the Nintendo NX. Yes. But first, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. E3, E3. they call it. 2016 edition. Jinx. Oh. In the books. You just can't talk the rest of the episode. It's over a week old now. Yeah. Hopefully it's not too old to talk about it still. Because immediately after the show, I bounced down to Los Cabos Ooh. in El Mexico for a little for a little R&R. A little siesta. Mm-hmm. And now I feel ready to scoop. Yeah. So angry. Ready to wrap up that yeah. E3 business. You got this nice tan now. I don't. I don't really tan. I get like I got really sunburned. Yeah, and I got kind of pink. Are you yep. peeling? You're, you're a little ruddier. My uh, shoulders got, are peeling. Yeah, oh. certain certain rakish ruddiness about you. Rakish, rakish. ruddiness. Yeah, mm. like that alliteration. Thank you. <laughs> uh, E3 this year. What do we think about? How how was the show this year? What what are your your general thoughts? Your high level takeaway from E3 2016? It was. I liked it. Liked it. Thumbs up. Yeah. I have no no elaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Davis liked it. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. It was uh, it was fun because we got new video games announced, and that's exciting. It's always really cool to be in the IGN war room and hear people screaming mm. as a Star Wars game is revealed, or hooting you know, and hollering, like hooting yeah. and hollering, and hollering, and excited. And when they, uh, you know, you, you get the the Death Stranding uh, a teaser popping out, and there's Norman Reedus, and you're all just like, it's happening. No. Very exciting. It was odd being on the floor this year. It was kind of quiet, uh, you know, not having yeah. Activision or EA there. There was a lot more empty space in some of the halls, and it felt a little ghostly and strange yeah, compared like, to years past. But most people don't actually visit the halls. Yes, they watch exactly. the press conferences. Uh, so they see all the game announcements, and I think from that perspective... From, from the presentation of information, we were... Uh, introduced to many new and exciting developments in the world of video gaming mm-hmm. that made me feel good. Like Justin <laughs> Davis, I say, thumbs up. One thumb, sort of up. Oh, oh no, I, I think you definitely. Like it? You like it? Up? No, it's good. There was a lot of great stuff shown. I mean, a lot of it leaked, so, you know, but that, that's sort of like peeking at your presence before Christmas, so that doesn't mean the games aren't coming. We do have a lot of stuff way out there. I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about this later, but a lot of stuff's like, oh, wait a minute, that game should look cool, and in three years I'll be playing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't care. For me, E3 is when I truly drink the, the, the nectar of hype uh, and let it fill my soul. 
Let us drink from the nectar of hype. Yeah. Well, I didn't get any nectar of hype, but uh, I liked it. it. It was good. Um, <laughs> everyone, I, everyone liked it. I, I, yeah, it was good. It's look. It's, well, it's that's been game scoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard to sit here and be like, well, E3 sucks. It doesn't suck. E3 is amazing, but it's also a lot of work, and it's also yeah, that's it's like, also very tiring. But once again, it's not work for most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I always that's my personal experience yeah. as well. Is I'm so torn between like there's a new Spider-Man game coming, and Norman Reedus is here, and Zelda looks so incredible and then uh, I was finally my expense report and I saw that my cabs back to my hotel were like midnight or later every yeah. night mm -hmm. and I'm like you work really really hard at E3 yeah. like it's that's what I have to balance out for me personally but for the video game industry for what was announced yeah I mean I thought it was awesome I, th I thought it was great it was a good it, show like I every every press conference and I know we'll talk about this a little bit later but every press conference had something I'm genuinely excited about you know yeah. so there was something from every angle uh, uh, coming at us that that is going to make video gaming for another year really cool yeah it, it's very hard for me to separate the experience of going to the show from appreciating the show now because yeah. E3 marks my kind of anniversary in this job mm -hmm. uh, that's really where I came in as a community member originally going to my first E3 with IGN and it was sort of springboarded my, my start here so it's it's a time it's very reflective for me uh, I always kind of E3s are kind of like New Year's I end up looking mm -hmm. back and, mm -hmm. and thinking what about what was your E3 uh, resolution my E3 resolution <laughs> this year was to uh, get more sleep and work no more than 16 hours in a single day during the show. Mm -hmm. Did you make it? I did. I did manage to do it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even I, Monday? Uh, even Monday, I only worked 16 hours. That Monday of E3. Yeah. That's a day. I, I, I went that from 8 to about midnight. To work in video game media. Uh, yeah, I just think from the games that are on display, both the games that were playable at the show and the games that were announced, even if they're uh, years off, I just think that lineup of games was incredible. One of the strongest lineups of in, in E3 history. They do. It's interesting to see the different philosophies of the conference. So mm -hmm. undoubtedly, the Sony conference generated the most hype. They're like, blam, here's God of War, here's Death Stranding, here's this, here's Kojima, and Crash is coming back, and like it bombards you with all this stuff, and there's yeah. an orchestra, but then they don't give you a chance to like think. Yeah, it was and like then, an hour-long sizzle reel. <laughs> afterwards, it's like you're hypnotized, and afterwards the scales fall from your eyes, and you're like, well, wait a second. When is that Spider-Man game coming out? Oh, yeah. Years from now? Like, wait a second. Did we see anything from the Crash games? Like, the way that that conference was set up is just hype, 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 hype. But okay. like, they didn't. They were they were very thin and light on like actual details. But, okay, but well, I would. Oh, go well, ahead. this was, I was going to save this topic oh, for sorry. later in the show. But it's okay. We can jump right there now. We actually have an email from one of our listeners slash viewers, Brian in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, mm. and he writes in just about what you're saying. He says, Prince, "I'm Prince Jaffrey. I'm yeah. an agnostic gamer." Lover of every system, so naturally I gravitate towards E3 to anxiously hear what awaits us in the coming year. Yeah. And while everyone came in with guns blazing, it appears the hype train is predominantly focused around Sony's conference. Choo -choo. Many of your own at IGN going so far as to call it the best conference ever. Mm -hmm. The problem no. is, I don't agree with that. As a PS4 owner and lover, I saw it as the exact opposite. Now that we're a week removed from the E3 buzz, I feel better knowing I'm not alone on this island. Now, don't get me wrong. Sony delivered on showing game after game after game, but they continue to repeat mistakes they made in the last generation of hyping a CG trailer for a project two to three years out. Yeah. It's reasonable to get excited about Final Fantasy VII Remake or God of War, but if these titles won't be seen until 2018, was it really worth it? Believe me, I love Kojima as much as the next guy, but given he's yet to actually start his project and his less than, and his less than glamorous track record, is it unreasonable to say 2019 or 2020 is yeah. when we'll be playing Death Stranded? Mm -hmm. In the end, only one new announcement came with a release date, Resident Evil 7, and The Last Guardian finally got its date unveiled. But other than Horizon Zero Dawn, which we knew about its 2017 delay prior to E3, nothing on display during E3's show had a date or even a release window. Yeah, so for sure. There was definitely yeah. some smoke and mirrors and theatricality to what Sony was showing off. Brian thinks this is a problem. I'm not sure this is a problem. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm wondering about that too. What because, do you think of their demon? I mean, yeah, so they're announcing games, many of which are years out. It's not like we don't have anything to play in the meantime. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's and it's not nothing that they dated The Last Guardian. Like, I kind of glossed yeah. over it. Like, that's a big deal. Like, that game is coming in really super soon. Like, I don't know what your expectations were. It's sooner than I expected mm -hmm. it. So yeah. we're going to have, you know, we have No Man's Sky. Not that many months later, we have Last Guardian. And then... Um, they have GT Sport coming, and uh, and then I think I'm sure they would have rather had Horizon for Q4, but that's coming in February. So. Yeah, and that's, that doesn't even count. Uh, Resident Evil 7 in January, sure, sure, yeah. third party. Base. And I want to go back to the theatricality because uh, I do think the criticisms that are levied there about the game's library are valid, but 
At E3, their job is to take an hour of time and get us excited about what they're doing. And I think they did the best possible job they could of that. I mean, what would we have changed? Yes, we all want to see more games, but given the catalog they had, I think they presented it in a way that was compelling and energizing and optimistic and hopeful. And I'd have much rather seen that than fewer presentations with old dudes talking to me about the few games that are coming out that just bored me to tears and made me wish that I was someplace else doing something else. I think that given the choice of the kind of presentation, of the constraints that they're within, they did about as well as anybody could have. And I, that's why I was so impressed by it. It was so well planned and executed. Yes, we all want more games, but with the games they had, I don't think they could have done much better than they did. Well, yeah, and I think it's... Why, I think why I was so impressed is that it's almost unheard of for there to be no downtime yeah. during an E3 yeah. press conference. Oftentimes they'll start really strong, and then they'll bring out an executive who wants to talk some yeah. numbers yep. and like this is how many this or is how Vita is doing. This is what we're selling in the UK, and it's just like bunch uh, of, yeah, bring out Pele. Bunch of eagles flying around. For yeah, yeah and it's like oh, okay, maybe yeah. a little Jimmy Kennedy, gone. but like. The E3 press conference, was just, it was just like steady just, yeah, like it, the it, whole way. They, it kept my interest the entire way through. It was yeah. also worth saying that that was the peak of IGN's uh, traffic. Yeah. Oh, was it? It's, well, that makes sense. It's like it that builds, usually. Yeah, they build it builds throughout the, the day. day and At least this generation, and, Sony's sort of been the marquee conference. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they came right out of the gate and just spiked and then maintained that all the yeah. way through, which is, I think, why we think back at the conference and, and you know we have that sort of emotion tied to it where it was just really exciting. Uh, in the beginning, I was actually kind of in the other camp. I was disappointed that all of the things that we saw, most of it isn't going to be playable this year, right? Mm -hmm. um, conversely, Microsoft's, right? They have a, a several titles that they announced, like, and, you know, this holiday and this fall and all yeah. that. Um, but listening to you talk about it, if the goal of the conference is to give you a snapshot, like sort of a vertical slice of what they're doing at their studio, you know, for the next what, whatever, how many years, uh, I think Sony probably pulled out the best they could have done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, who plans their conferences? They're just fantastic. Yeah, yeah they're brilliant. The, those guys and the people who do the Bethesda conference, I think, are really yeah. good, too. More um, orchestras. Yeah. More orchestras. Uh, the guys that handle the uh, Microsoft conference are the guys that handle the Oscars. Interesting. Oh, okay. Wow. Same Interesting. Which is, is strange, because they like had a steady build up until the Scorpio like you know mic drop moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not sold that it's a problem. Uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think the E3 press conference, the point of it is to announce what you're going to be playing this fall. I think it's... On one, for one thing, it's cool to uh, get people excited about the console that they own for years to come. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. they know there are games coming down the pipeline five years from now that I'm going to be playing on my PS4. Well, and that's the, exciting. Yeah. The Last Guardian, like they milked, like they got a lot of interest out of that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And I, so Microsoft does have. Uh, they did show off games that are coming this fall. Uh, ReCore, Gears of War 4, Dead Forza. Rising 4. Uh, Gears of War looks so good. Is Dead Rising 4 already dated for this fall? It's holiday. Yeah. yeah. But like. They had a really strong holiday lineup last year. Mm -hmm. Microsoft even went so far as to call it the strongest what games lineup strongest in, games in Xbox lineup, history. Yeah. Uh, but it's still trailing in sales. That console's still trailing behind the PS4. Mm -hmm. Well, so that's that's, that's why the, that's because Sony has press conferences like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sony also, is great at controlling the message, and it's a lesson they learned for this console generation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's also worth pointing out that the third-party conferences, until not that many years ago, first parties have always been fun and flashy, but like. Man, three, four years ago, the EA conference, the Ubisoft conference would just be cringe cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. really, You'd either really skip bad. them entirely, or if you were forced to watch them, they were just bad and boring and long. And so it's <laughs> like they've still come a long, long way. Um, it, you know, these companies don't, people think about EA as just having unlimited money and resources, mm -hmm. but like it's hugely expensive and hugely time consuming to like plan a press conference. Yep. So to like, and they did the two thing thing, the two uh, stage thing in yep. London and in uh, LA. And like, I just can't imagine like yeah. how many people's weeks and weeks worth of yeah. time yeah. <laughs> to plan that out. So it's like, you know, it's, well, I mean, it's how, just how many, you're, what you're watching is millions of dollars. How many months does it take for us to plan our stuff? You know, yeah, exactly. it's, a, it's a tenth of the scale of their thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, every episode of GameScoop, hundreds of hours of production time right. going yeah. into yeah. it. It's I really, see, it's really behind, a full-time job. Behind the job. camera, there's just dozens and dozens of people <laughs> working away. Yeah. Yeah. After the camera goes off, it's just standing ovations all around. <laughs> we did it again, guys. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to our next topic, which, uh, you know, going into E3, there's all this talk, how relevant is E3 mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. days? Publisher, big publishers are pulling out E3, Activision. Uh, EA. Oh, sorry, yeah, EA, yeah. Activision. Uh, so, ha now having come through on the other side, 
how are you guys feeling about E3's relevancy? Yeah, mm. I mean, I think I think E3 is probably going to have to become more like a Gamescom or a Tokyo Game Show. I think it'll be a press show or an industry show for a few days, and they'll, I think they're going to probably have public days at, yeah. on the end of the show. So if like, well, so they had their E3 live mm-hmm. outside. The yeah, I think that was year. a test. I think that, that was apparently di- a big, their toe in the water. But it was kind of a disaster. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. it. I heard it didn't go well. I, I mean, we're all super busy There's at the show. Like, I didn't have time to actually go buy it, but I didn't hear great things about it. Yeah. Yeah, play went smoothly. I don't know about EA yeah, Play is a different story. It that is. apparently went very well, very mm-hmm. well, and does not bode well for EA coming back into E3. E3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they had their own separate thing. They had still a <laughs> press conference, uh, but they had their separate event outside of E3. And Games Industry ran uh, a, a study on uh, publishers and game titles that got the most press coverage mm-hmm. at E3. Mm-hmm. And the game that got the most media coverage this year was Battlefield 1. Battlefield yeah. 1. And then the publisher that got the most write-ups was EA. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well. Even why, though they well, weren't technically at E3, they were next exactly. door. Yeah. yeah, the argument for a long time has been that, that E3 was this massive center of gravity that mm-hmm. drew major news outlets uh, for a few days a year to mm-hmm. remind the universe that doesn't normally pay attention to all of this. Hey, by the way, here's video games, and a few months from now when you're buying presents for your kids or for, you know. Yeah, Here's it's the one be. time of year that when my mom's watching the yeah. news, it's like the annual video game conference is taking place <laughs> oh, in Los Angeles. Nice. <laughs> it's the exact kind of thing. And that's, that is, you know, we, we live in a different world than that, but that's very important for, uh, for, for a lot of people. It's the injection of our culture into mainstream for like a weekend. We, yeah, whenever, exactly. whenever it's on the evening news, by the way, I get a text from my dad that says, they were talking about E3 on the news. I looked for you <laughs> yeah. in the background. I looked I for you on see. the E3. And I yeah. say, well, dad, there were 70,000 people at the show, yeah. so... And we laugh again, but that has enormous monetary value. Uh, yeah. And uh, the question uh, was, if you split it out a little more, would it still have that gravity? Would it still have that pull? Um, they're going to keep stretching this until they can't do This isn't the first time this is unraveled. I mean, there was E for All also, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, yeah, but that the, wasn't the ESA. Yeah, that's that's. but it, it was a situation Remind that has... what E for All was. Uh, that was a situation where suddenly everybody just went to different hotels. Uh, uh, you're, oh, con- you're conflating two wait, separate things. Am I conflating things? two yes, separate things? Are. So okay. E for All, was, for all was, a, was either Future, IDG, or some publisher. Yeah trying to make a, a public version of E3. Right, in like play what year? They came out. It was those same years. And then the ESA okay. had, uh, they they scaled back E3. It wasn't called E3 anymore. Right. It was called like the, you know, the Electronic Entertainment Business Expo. And it was a tiny, tiny little show that went from 70,000 people attending to like right. 10,000. Yeah. And that was, you, that thank was you spread for, out. For, thank you for that. But those were the same year in the same place, right? Oh, maybe the publisher, so, maybe a publisher okay. thought there was an opportunity to step in and fill that void. I remember okay. that year. It was there, bad. It was all in one one tiny hall, and you could literally just like walk through a couple rows and see every game mm-hmm. that was there at E3. But a lot of the demos were scattered out around town, yeah. apparently, so people had to yeah. taxi around from hotel to hotel. So, yeah, like you're saying, there has been some like uh, no. reshuffling of cars of E3 cars. Yeah, so before. we'll see. I, I, mean, I don't know. The way that I actually interviewed, it hasn't published on IGN yet, but I interviewed some EA executives uh, about this topic, about EA cool. Play and how it was going and why they did this. And I asked about Gamescom. I said, look, from my perspective as you know a journalist, like Gamescom, it's so big, and since it's open to the public, it's just impossible to work. Mm-hmm. And loud and stinky. Like, yeah. I can't get work done when there's 100,000 people there. It's just, it's hard. And, and you know, his response was, uh, that show is big enough that in the continent of Europe, it can move the needle on public opinion of a video game in Europe. That's how big and important Gamescom is. And E3 is sort of like that on the internet and for places like, like IGN, but not... Like, not for people, you know, mm-hmm. not enough people get FaceTime with these games. That's true. So my expectation would be that E3 will be a day or two longer, and they'll open it up to the public and get, you know, several tens of thousands of more people involved. Yeah, and I, I guess. I'm, I imagine that's probably where they're headed, and it, it sort of lines up with how the marketing is going now, too, right? Yeah. You see a lot of people who, you know, have their own branding and their own channels on the Internet, whether it be YouTube and Twitch and all that, and publishers are actually courting them a lot more than they used to. So like opening it up to the public, letting actual consumers get in there and, and other people like Jared said, it used to be like this weekend where news outlets went and they stocked up on all their video game information and then they doled it out throughout the year. Um, and now it's just sort of it, like everybody who has a, a, a camcorder or a handy cam or whatever, um, like that now they're being invited in and, and, and being brought into the conversation as well. And we all so. just get to scream at you for a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so now that we've all played every single game that was at E3. Yeah, that's exactly uh, how Seen it every went. single game. <laughs> yeah, totally. What games from E3 2016 are we most excited to play? Oh, man. Well, well, 
let, we'll, let's try to organize this a little, a little bit here. We'll go down the line. I'll start. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Mm. Definitely very, very excited to play that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was really hopeful that Nintendo wouldn't disappoint with their first HD Zelda game. Yeah. I think everyone was really, really excited yeah. about what they saw. I think they crushed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, like, I mean, oh, it's almost like if you would ask me to describe my perfect video game, it would look very similar to that. You know, a real open world Zelda game where you're free to run around and explore uh, the world at your own pace is exactly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, am I allowed to also say Zelda? Yeah, I mean, my number one, is it, is it just one, one game, or are we now, go well, down the list? One at a time. Are we saying the ones we played, or the ones that we're walking out of the show being excited about? The, one, the games that were... As Damon already stated, we played them all. We played every oh, single yeah, game. That's true. Okay, that's the games right. were at E3 this year that you were most excited to play. Okay. Uh, no, I mean Zelda is my number one answer as well, and I did. I was lucky enough to spend a big chunk of time with it, and it's incredibly. It's as impressive as everybody's saying. Mm -hmm. uh, I was also really, really impressed with God of War. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm not like Marty. That's Marty's the the thesis of Marty's preview on IGN yeah, he was, did. "Hey, I've kind of been so-so on this franchise, and this new one's really, you know, turning my head." I feel the same way. Um, I really respect uh, Corey Balrog and the Santa Monica team for. Uh, uh, like they spent a lot of time talking about how they wanted to boil God of War. Like, what is God of War? Is it the fixed camera angle? Is it the what are the what are the chain the dumb the name? Oh, the swingy slashy chains. The, swing the swingy chains. slashy chains, yeah. as yeah. they're called. Yeah. Uh, like, is that what God of War is? And um, like, it's not that it's anymore. A bald like, man screaming at everything. Yeah. <laughs> like the cameras, the cameras move down over his shoulder. He doesn't have you know those chains anymore. Yeah. Uh, combos are still there, but they've been way de-emphasized. And like, sort of being willing to. Uh, look, it's still it's God of War. It's still you know brutal melee combat, fast pace, you know deep combo systems, but uh, really tossing out everything that was non-essential, including like the Greek lore. Um, like that's the way that it's so funny to see that next to Gears of War. Like yeah. I'm really excited for both, but one's a much riskier sequel, and one's a very like play it safe sequel. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so that's kind of an interesting thing to see them two side by side. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, Unsurprisingly, uh, following the trend, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. uh, getting my What's hands that on about? that. Uh, that's a that's a game about a plucky young man who wakes up in a cave. Uh, <laughs> a young wakes man. up in, in yeah. nothing but his nothing but his underwear. Yeah, wakes yeah. up I in his underwear. In his underwear in my yeah, game. yeah. And yeah. then uh, he finds some clothes, <laughs> some old clothes. Played through the whole game naked. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That's right. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we were playing together. What, uh, playing naked. Together? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean... Justin and Brandon were playing naked together. I ask, okay. whenever, I game, right. whenever I'm in a game demo, I just ask, I say, look, can I just, do you mind if I just pop my clothes off <laughs> right. real quick? It's just like, work? I'm so uncomfortable. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hot, Leafers. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Breath of the Wild, uh, getting my hands on that was, was a dream come true. Seeing Bloodstained, uh, that's really exciting, walking out. I was like, oh! Wow! Somebody so, made another Castlevania game. It was super under the radar too. Like, it, like yeah, we were just, just walking Microsoft booth. Yeah, we were walking yeah. through the Microsoft booth, and there it was. It's like, like one, one station. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yep. Uh, Castlevania game and all but in all but name. Igarashi, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Igarashi. Well, and so that's that is to Castlevania as Mighty Number Nine number is nine, to yeah. Mega Man, except but, good. <laughs> yeah, except so, hopefully good. It was also so awesome. So so I was fun. watching guys play it, and I was watching over the shoulder, and I peeked over in like a dark corner. Igarashi was standing over, like under a pillar, really? just watching people play quietly. Oh yeah, that's like, a real thing. Himself, just like stroking. Yeah, no, he was smiling. <laughs> no, no he, was just, he was just he was just grinning. No, like, you it was can great. see that. You yeah. can see that a lot. Like yeah. if you look around E3 demo booths and look behind you, you'll often find you know a creator or a key creative mind behind that franchise watching how people are playing the game. Yeah, yeah, I was playing below again, and yeah. I I look over my shoulder and Nathan yeah. from Cappy was standing ah. right there, and I was like, oh, I better not screw up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you got your Zelda. annual below playthrough. I got my below playthrough. Zelda Bloodstained. Hold on, hold on. You've already said two now. Now right. it's Brandon's turn. It's my All turn. Right. Jesus. Uh, so there's this little game called Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Yep. Um, Everyone is excited to play Zelda. It's really cool. I mean, I know we like lauded it and threw a bunch of hype its way, and it deserves all of it because I, I got in there and he and I'm like, all right, what do we do for the demo? He's like, we just. Yeah. Go do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So I stuck my bow and arrow in the fire, and then I shot a tree and started a forest fire. Yep. And then I tried to do it again and cut my bow on fire, and then I <laughs> threw it, and then I ran. Yeah. <laughs> and then we rolled a boulder we down on an old man. We did roll a boulder just, down on we, an old man. We, we, Justin fell off a tower and died? No, I fell off a tower and grabbed myself on. Oh. oh, yeah, but then I died. Then you died. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
I got I got the uh, the the Zelda out of the way, right? We have to say Zelda. Outside of that, God of War as well. I think it's really really cool. Um, I mean, as a mythology nerd, like I'm super down to visit the North's pantheon, right, and like see the Valkyries and Freya and like all the hidden stuff in the trailer looked really uh, dude, awesome. Did you see the hidden stuff? Did you see the IGN story on the yeah, hidden stuff? Yeah, the. Uh, did you see that? Mm-hmm. There's like so, a ghost lady like off. No, screen. but there's a there's a off giant. Screen? There's Jormunger, yeah. There's uh, at the end of that demo where uh, spoilers, the dragon flies by and the camera pulls back and shows the landscape. It, what you you see, what you think is a river, mm. but if you look closely, it is a huge, huge ass snake. Yeah, it's got oh. scales. It's like so. It's like, it's like and this you can white see it. Snake. You can see it like moving. It's like slowly like slithering along, and trees are like moving like this. Oh, it's a Midgard serpent. Yeah, yeah. It's Jormunger, the oh. serpent that in Norse mythology, the serpent that circles the world, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah. But yeah, I cannot wait to like see how they represent. Present all those cool little uh, little pieces of Norse mythology in the game, and then just for to get out of the way, uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn looks amazing mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. as always. I can't wait to play that as well. Every time I see it, that game looks better. No, that game looks awesome, uh, and I'm getting really hard hits of like enslaved from it too. You know, I like I like the Deus Ex Go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm totally on board. Like, yeah. Make all make all your games go. Make Final Fantasy go. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, that. Right. Really, you're kind of playing Final Fantasy go now, aren't you? What is that? Your Final desk Fantasy go. What is, what is the one you're playing at your desk all the time? That's Final Fantasy. Oh, that's oh. Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Okay. That's different. And uh, it's not at my desk very much. I'm working very hard <laughs> at my desk. You work very often. Hard. <laughs> 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 he starts sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I also saw, uh, uh, what is it, Mankind Divided, Deus Ex Mankind oh, Divided. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, I, I, how I'm was excited it? about, I'm not like, my, yeah, it didn't, I'm not super hyped for that game, but what I am excited for is this new Breach mode that oh, they've yeah. gotten there, mm-hmm. which is like an arcade style, like, uh, I'm surprised Mankind Divided. High score chasing mode. Uh, visually, I'm surprised that game doesn't look better. It's just, yeah. it's not very impressive. Really? But, like, I don't really get, like, it, the, the story looks really interesting and unique, and, uh, I mean, it's Deus Ex. Like, I yeah, just trust like that team implicitly to develop, to, to release a great game. I also, that's a game sort of like Below that I know will be great, but that's hard. Like, it's loud at E3. Yeah. You don't have that much time. And, like, yeah. I want to sit and read the data pads and get into people's personal business. And that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah, like, like playing that. Below, it's this really atmospheric thing. And I'm on a beach walking, and some guy starts screaming in my ear. It's like, well, that sort yeah. of ruins the immersion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick before we move on, I, I loved it. And I, I know some people are down on it. And I don't understand why, but For Honor... I played, right. I played it. Well, it's super awesome. It's so great. Their, their yeah. stage demo was weird and boring. Yeah, that yeah, game's dope yeah. as hell when you go hands-on. And I yeah. said that on the live games could too. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, I played both single-player campaigns that were at the show, the Vikings yeah. and the Knights one, and thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know that there's enough there for me. First of all, it was unveiled its multiplayer mode, and I'm not a big multiplayer gamer, sure. so that didn't grab me. Then they showed off single-player, and I guess I just need more than yeah. just like run around chopping guys with swords. I am I worried that it's going to be a little bit. That. It's going to be a little bit too much like Rise. Yeah, um, but the combat system with its like parry, it's, I don't know. Again, it's like three directions, and then mm-hmm. they added a whole bunch of stuff into it as far as like knocking people back, and then there's unblockables, and then there's parrying, and then so there's it's actually yeah. fairly deep. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it's actually fairly deep once you get into it. It yeah. may go down as being one of the better combat system sword fighting systems in mm. a video game. Yeah, Ooh. I mean not may it totally will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A game's tech that really impressed me was Days Gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The like fluid wall of zombies. The, yeah, the zombie, not r- zombie Sorry, game, freakers. freaker game uh, oh, that's from just the worst. Sony Bend. Yeah. Sorry, Sony yeah, Bend. Yeah, I know. Like, like the the concept of that game is like nothing new, right? We've yeah. seen post post apocalyptic zombie game a million times, but yeah, just the way that the zombies like flooded the screen, just hundreds, thousands yep. of of them, never ending. Uh, I thought that looked really cool. It even looked really fun. Yeah, like, it's a World War Z type zombie. Yeah. Literally, yeah. they just sort of. Funnel through the hallways and fill everything up. Also, that's Sam Whittier, right? The no main one, character. I don't know. Who's Sam Whittier? The actor. Is it Whittier? Whitmer? But what, who is the, he? The, the main character. The, but how would I don't know who that is. The CG guy. Whitwer. Whitwer. Still don't know who that guy is. You don't from like uh, Being Human and hmm. really. All right, Sorry. look it up. Check it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's him. Did any of you play Batman VR? No, no, but I, I heard really good things. Oh man. Steve, Steve said, I felt like Batman, is what he yeah, said. Dude, Batman VR is the best. Yeah? Yeah, it's really, really cool. You do uh, part of it as Bruce, Bruce Wayne, and uh, you know you pick up the phone, and Vicki Vale's calling about the date that you went on, and then you play the piano, and then you go down into the Batcave, you put on the suit and have like a diagnostic and get to try out all That's your tools. Cool. And then uh, the second half of the scenario is like a Batman half of the scenario where you're at a crime scene and it's all like detective mode and you're in VR trying to like spot the clues and recreate things and piece it together. 
And the incredible thing about that game, two things. First of all, it's made by Rocksteady. So it's like if anyone's skeptical, like come on, like they know. Even well, if you didn't love Arkham Knight, like it's still. I mean, yeah, but they don't have a long. They don't have a. A big track record with VR games. With VR, yeah. No, but I'm just like I was shocked that they were the developer. I was yeah. expecting an Arkham thing, but to know that they're re like Even this like world a, that everyone was sure they were done with. What was the other shooter? Or the Arkham, what, the shooter in Arkham City that was like. Uh, oh, I don't remember. It was those. a downloadable game. And oh. It was just the villains from the DC Universe. Oh, you Gotham got, City. Gotham City Imposters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I love that game. So I was expecting, you know, a Batman VR thing's not surprising, but having Rocksteady behind it surprised me. And the other thing that surprised me was like that game, uh, like that's like the classic E3 thing where I think it came in third in our E3 mm -hmm. voting, our Game of the Show voting, just strictly through one person saw it and was like, you gotta go see Batman yeah. VR. Then another person saw it, and another person saw it. And by day three, like by day one, no one was talking about it. And by, by day three, people were talking about it all over E3. Three, which is like that's what you want your demo to do. Yeah. Yep. Well, the VR demo I really enjoyed was Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah, Ooh, I heard yeah. really good things. Like Sam was saying, that, that was the really most fun he had. Uh, yeah, was Sam Claiborne was saying that was most and fun. And the game he had is like show. totally janky and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Super uh -huh. It's like so a, you just press buttons, right? Yeah, you all work together. Well, you can like yeah, and you have like very rudimentary controls, but you can like <laughs> see your hands, <laughs> and, and you can, <laughs> you can you're like you're there, they're on bridge with everyone else, and you're everyone's just like yeah, they're like turn to your left, and I'm like hello. Star Trek yeah. rave party. Yeah. Yeah. You told me that you guys had a dead body in the bridge and didn't no, that go was until the end, or was that? Well, you? we had okay. a, one of our crew members. One of our died. red shirts died, and oh, they were I just know. like, <laughs> and then they were just laying in front of me the whole rest of the mission. That's I beautiful. mean, it's 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 so weird because VR is such an it's seemingly such a like solo experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like you put it on and you're well, in yeah, your own little yeah. world. And I like that they're bringing it together. There was an old mobile. Uh, not old, a couple years ago, a mobile game called Space Team. I don't know mm -hmm. if you ever Space played Team's it. Space Team's great. But yeah, it's like four people download the app and you're all doing stuff together at the same time. Like, you have to hit your button before it's I can It's like a non-VR version of Space of Bridge Crew. Yeah, and it's really, it's really cool to bring like those party games into the into But the thing VR about space. that virtual space is uh, there is a human player, like someone in the room with me, sitting, when I had my headset on, they were sitting at the station to my left. I was the helmsman and they were the engineer. But in real life, they weren't to my left. Yeah, like That's they were cool. in a different part, a yeah. different area. Yeah. And so it's like in this virtual space, you put the headset on and you immediately like, oh, he's over there and they're over there. But I could hear That's them right. talking yeah. in real Whoa. life. That's so weird. Yeah, Star Trek Bridge Crew is meant to be played online yeah. with other yeah. people. Uh, so when you're actually in the same room and they're over there, but you hear them coming from behind you, yeah, it's very disorienting and yeah. confusing, actually. Yeah. And like, it, it, yeah, it was. I actually really liked it too. Then I, I am also excited for Designer 2. Oh. I thought the demo they showed at the Bethesda, Bethesda conference was a little bland. Yeah, same as yeah. Deus Ex. It's like I have every confidence that I game's going to be great, yeah. but the E3 demo was maybe a little iffy. Yeah. And finally, I'm very excited to play The Last Guardian. Oh, yeah. It even has a release date. Yep. It's <laughs> got more than one bird dog. Yep. Yeah, more than bird dogs. Multiple bird or dogs. Or is it bird's dog? Bird's, bird's dog. dog. Let's say bird's dog, just because it's fun. Speaking of The Last Guardian, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. This is Michael. He emailed us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like you can. And he says, with the release of The Last Guardian inching closer, maybe? Mm -hmm. Whether it is received well or not, and he uses uh, weather as in our weather system, uh, oh, what do right. you think Sony will do Sick. with Team Eco? Oh. After so many years in development and money spent for one game, <laughs> while Naughty Dog... They'll blast him into the sun. <laughs> I mean, he has a good point. While Naughty Dog was able to release four Uncharted games and The Last of Us <laughs> in that time. They'll ironically put them on the next Shenmue. That Is it worth it to keep Team Eco around? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Last Guardian too. Yeah, they'll put them on <laughs> Second to else. Last Guardian. It's, yeah, but yeah, second to Last Guardian, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, just put them on a leash. Like, how much of that, like, why would you shutter a whole team for the failing of, you know, someone at the top? Like, there was a group of bosses that yeah. allowed this situation yeah. to come to pass, and it's not the other 40 team members' fault. In my judgment. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like Vicky the animator is responsible for this game not coming out. Yeah. And they have a track record with coming out with amazing games, you know? Like, look oh. at the stuff they did before. So why wouldn't you just give them a new direction? I don't think you fire the team that made Shadow of the Colossus for taking too long. Yeah. Well, they, um, did, they did take too long, undeniably. They did. Sure they like, did. There's, there's almost no chance that The Last Guardian can be profitable oh, right. for Sony. Uh, oh, no, I, mean, I think it's, it's I just, also, I think that, that that would be a silly move to just react that way. Also, right. that game comes out in October. 
the same month as Battlefield One, yeah. Titanfall Two. I'm not worried about. That. I mean, they're high. Gears of War Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I, like. I don't know how that game is going to sell. Yeah, but I don't okay. see it as I see those three games as being afraid of one another, and then Last Guardian is off and doing its own yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm talking about what is what is the NPD top ten for October going to look like? Oh yeah, no, sure. Not Last Guardian number one. If you yeah. if you have X amount of money and that's your video game money, like Last Guardian. You know, unless you're a hardcore follower and a mm-hmm. fan, that's probably not in your. That's a good point, Last Guardian. That's a great point. I've never even thought about how that game's going to sell. Mm-hmm. I'm relatively confident that it's going to be an excellent game, mm-hmm. but like Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, were they didn't sell. No, nobody yeah. bought those games. It'll so be yeah, a, <laughs> yeah. Sony might be the, so the, no, are these little sales? indie gems, the loss leaders for Sony. You think? Yeah. I think it'll do well, just just in the the strength of being a, a console exclusive near Christmas and in, in a season that's not crowded with other console exclusives. There's 40 million PlayStations out there. Yeah. I think you're gonna have plenty of sales. I don't think you're gonna make your money back. I think you're correct, Justin. Yeah. How, how many Guardians had would have to sell in order to? Uh, make oh, it? I can't even imagine. All 40 million. But even even with that, I, I think what you do is is what Justin said at the beginning. You put them on a leash and yeah. you you have them make something a little yeah, less. You, you act like it's so easy though. Huh? They, you act like it's so easy. Well, yeah, it's easy for me to do here, sitting in my chair. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, here's yeah. what. You you do make your game faster. backseat yeah. game developer. Exactly. I did my part. Yeah. But I mean, what else just, are you going to do? Are you going to shut, are you gonna shut down? Game. No, they're going to they're make something else. It's probably going to be very good. They're talented people. They'll they'll be fine. Just make a great game in less time. Yeah. Duh. I don't know. I think Michael might have a point that maybe at, at long last, when Last Guardian is released and it's a moderate success, maybe it makes more sense for Sony to take the talented members of that team, put them elsewhere. Sure. Yeah. I have a Rather team. than just be like, all right, what do you guys want to do next? Last Guardian 2? No? Something totally different? All right, well. See you in 10 years. Uh, you're right about that, Damon, <laughs> but sometimes breaking up teams has a great effect, like you look what happened after Bioshock and all these people going off and making these interesting projects. But sometimes breaking up teams has the effect of what happened when, when uh, Sega brought all their teams back together and, and suddenly made nothing but crap for three years. You know, uh, Breaking up teams is a very risky proposition, sure. even if the people inside them are talented. Oh, yeah, I forgot to shout out We Happy Few. That game's dope. And, and also, cool too. also, we forgot to talk about Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2. I, you're, you're stoked about this? Yeah, I'm totally stoked. I played Battlefield 1 for probably an hour, mm. and uh, the entire time I'm just like looking at the mud on my gun and yeah. like the reflections off stuff. That game is gorgeous. Mm. But to be fair, I was running off a 1080 at the at time, like yeah. a GTX 1080, which is top of the line. So Is it weird that oh, those two games, those are two oh. EA first-person <laughs> shooters, and they come out a week apart? Oh, that is crazy, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I said. Also, grappling hooks, man. Again, I love it. Like, just throw a grappling oh. hook in every first-person shooter forever. I'm, I'm excited to play the single-player campaign in Titanfall 2. Yeah, yeah. me too. Also, also the robot is named BT. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, I turned around and, like, screamed in Damon's face. I was like, the robot's name is BT. Yeah. And he's like, what, is, what does that have anything to do that's with? That's me. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. It me. When that, when that soldier's falling and he screams BT and the yeah. robot reaches his hand out and catches him, I, like, I <laughs> fell in love instantly. Yeah. Like, he's catching me. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. All right, now with your E3 2016 trend report is Justin Davis. Justin, what? take it away. What? <laughs> I thought you were keeping track on the trends. Grizzly old dads, grappling hooks. Grappling hooks are a great trend. Robo buddies. Yeah, no, the ones that we actually made a video of were robot buddies. Because there's okay. robot buddies all over the place now mm-hmm. in ReCore and Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. Yep. And need, well, it's a little bit of a cheat, examples. but Lego Force Awakens. Well, uh, there was the Robinson VR game. You have mm-hmm. a Robo Buddy. Mm-hmm. You have a Robo Drone Call of Duty. in Call of Duty mm-hmm. and Watch Dogs 2 and yeah. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, also and, a lot of and Detroit. Also a lot of beards this year. Well, you are a Robo Buddy. We made both Detroit. those and we made beards. We made the beards of E3 and the Robo Buddies of E3. But yeah. it really both was those videos bombed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they can't, well, they can't all be hits. You can't win them no, all. No. But yeah, it was the return of grizzled old dads, right? Like right. you had Kratos, and then I instantly, as Marcus soon as I said Phoenix. that, I instantly remembered yeah. the, uh, misremembered the other one. Marcus Phoenix. Marcus Phoenix yep. is back. Uh, and then there was one other I one. I mean, the other two really high profile ones, but just like the aging up of like video game characters. Lots of dads. Yep, lots of dads. Bearded dads. We all have uh, very high praise for the new Zelda. Yeah. But what did you think about Nintendo's approach to E3 this year? It oh. was the only game they brought, and uh, their whole booth was decked out for this one game. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. they're screwed. 
Yeah. Zelda's okay. going to win all kinds of awards, but Nintendo, the company, <laughs> okay, they're in gigantic well. trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, the same, the same study that I was uh, talking about earlier that found that EA got the most press, yeah. uh, Nintendo is really struggling, yeah. even though they have this big new Zelda game that's, that everyone loves, they're really struggling to even get the media attention. To I mean, we just, yeah. they didn't show off the NX. Like, it, it really rides on, you know, they're going to have to show it off soon within, the, within a handful of months now, right? Like, they have to. And like that, like, like what more can I say before the NX comes out? Either it's going to come out and be something we believe in, or they're going to reveal it and it's not. Like I don't know. Like it's hard to say too much before then. They're going to they're going to show the hardware, and I think I, I suspect what they're waiting on is to be able to throw a bunch of software at a Sony style as well. And yeah. I think they finally wised up to that in the last generation. After getting pummeled about a, a lack of software on the Wii U, they're going to come out and try to throw a launch lineup at us that just warms our hearts and makes us do a 180 toward hopeful toward what Nintendo's up to. I, 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 I think that's a good strategy. But where does that happen? Where does that happen? Yeah, Gamescom, TGS. I, I don't think... I, They're going to have to hold their own event. I honestly think they don't care about the scheduling. Yeah. I, I really don't. And, and they, they've been on that track for a long time, so I'm not too worried Yeah, but that's what that. got them in this position in the first place. I, that, I know. That they're not pandering, but like they uh, know their audience, they know their demographic, and if you like Nintendo, they know they got you anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, I just Nintendo consistently, at least over the last four or five years, has just gotten it so wrong and had these weird and like I understand game development's incredibly complicated mm -hmm. and hard. It's like trying to hit a bullseye on a dartboard that's a mile away and moving all around. But it's like they they like here's what you do: have one giant game every year, like Zelda this year, Mario next year, Metroid after that, and then every three months have here's Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. Here's Mario Party. Here's you know a new Donkey Kong Country. Here's like just dole that SNES stuff out. SNES Remix. <laughs> Have, and here's SNES Remix. And here's a new WarioWare. Like here's we brought F Zero back. We brought and early in the Wii U they were doing that and then it just sort of disappeared. We, yeah. we got fewer and fewer and fewer games. Out yeah, there. it's strange because they have the catalog, right? Like they have the licenses. They could put out a good game every quarter and a huge game every year and yeah. be totally fine, but that's not what's happening. Well, I think I think they did pull off the good game every quarter. I don't want to be unfair to them. Until about a year ago, they were doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, mm -hmm. and then that just stopped well, happening. And to their credit, Nintendo probably had the longest line at E3. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the line for... It's because they reconstructed Hyrule Castle. The line of people <laughs> waiting to get in to play Zelda was insane. That yeah. booth yeah. was so cool. People that were waiting like three amazing. hours to play that game. Yep. But like as much as as like I already said, I'm very excited about that game. But it looks a generation behind mm -hmm. a lot of the other games yeah. we saw uh, at E3 this year. Behind God mm -hmm. of War, Horizon it was very jarring. Just the way my schedule worked is I saw Zelda and God of War back to back, and yeah. like you couldn't have a bigger like just gap yeah. in uh, in presentation. And so like I, it just it makes me worried. Like uh, the rumors we heard is that Nintendo wanted to. Uh, get their next console in X on par with PS4 and Xbox One, and then, but now, now Neo and Scorpio Neo are like, well, and Scorpio are there. It's like, well, yeah. come on, they're still gonna be. And that's that's the thing is, I look at Zelda and I think like, well, that I mean, that game looks beautiful, right? It, it looks like a painting, yeah. and and so part of me feels like it's okay to say like, well, it doesn't have to be graphically, you know, on par because it true. looks gorgeous. However. It's sort of hypocritical of me to say that because I just got done saying like that's the mindset that got them here now. It's like we don't have to be, you know, super high quality graphics or really high fidelity. We can be unique and have personality and all that and that's what our users want. But it's 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 not yeah, it's not carrying them through anymore. Nintendo can't compete on power and if they try uh, the other their competitors are going to eat their lunch. That's why the Wii was such a success. Was it competed across other vectors of gaming? That's true. We do have some uh, other new little tidbits about the NX, and these come from GameStop executives. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. saw the quote this yeah. week. This comes from an investor call. Uh, one executive did confirm it, that it will have physical media. Yep. Uh, there were some rumors about it, that it would be a, a digital-only console, right? Yeah. The quote is, it will have physical media. We will play a role in it. Our pre-owned business will also play a role. So we're excited about this that. GameStop. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. still planning on selling used NX games. The rumor right. is carts, yep. discs. So they were asked about that, and they did not confirm or deny, but commenting on the possibility of there being cartridges, GameStop said, the only difference between discs and cartridges would be on the refurbishment and pre-owned side, and actually cartridges are, cartridges are much simpler to refurbish and repackage. So there is somewhat a little bit of an advantage if it went that direction. Yeah, mm -hmm. so if you scratch them, it doesn't matter. Even now, on the front page of IGN.com at this very moment, though not at the moment perhaps as you're watching, <laughs> but the moment we're filming this, uh, is our NX Rumors page where uh, somebody on NeoGAF found some trademark filings that are, they, and he's comparing trademark filings for games that are on Wii U, where they specifically mention game discs. 
trademark filings for games that are on 3DS, which specifically mention game cartridges. Mm -hmm. And a trademark filing for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that says game discs and game cartridges. Yes. So, which, mm. since that's a Wii U and NX yep. targeted platform. So cartridges, now that word has a negative connotation now, but it shouldn't because the way... No, it's like an SD yeah, card. Yeah, like, now the way that... Yeah. It used to be that, you, be, yeah, that they were... Don't think of like an N64 cartridge, right? Yeah. yeah, we used to think they were... You know, they used to be more expensive, more complicated to make, cost more, and could hold less. None of those things are particularly true, at least not to the degree that they once were anymore. Right. It, it doesn't cost nearly as much to get tons of storage out of them. So I don't think we need to be frightened. Yeah, I mean in the PS1 era, it was like I think what 5 cents to press a press a disc and it was like yeah. 10 bucks to make a cart. Like yeah. it was yeah. just insane. Yeah, yeah. and it, I, I mean, think it killed it killed that console. We're going to have a much much more favorable coefficient on that end for Nintendo. I'm sure it's not as cheap as making optical optical discs still, but the capacity versus cost has gone down yeah, for, for that kind and of it thing. helps with load times, it helps with all kinds of stuff. Yep. And it helps if you have a portable console. Uh, that's a hybrid like we keep hearing about yeah, have I, the ability to take it with you and go. I back. think that's what it is. I think it's a console and a handheld in one and I still like the idea disc of that. and carts. Uh, finally, some good news for Nintendo. Uh, GameStop execs are apparently very bullish on the system. The quote is, should the new NX perform only slightly better than the Wii U, it would still generate $2.7 billion of incremental sales over the first two years. Should it perform at even half the level of the Wii, it would generate seven and a half billion dollars in incremental sales over that time frame. God, the mm -hmm. Wii just destroyed the Wii U, didn't yeah. it? Oh no, the Wii, the Wii is one of the best-selling video game platforms of all time. Nintendo yeah. would would commit murder for half the sales of the Aww. Wii. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's it's an extraordinarily high number, even at half. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, picturing Reggie as Negan from yeah. the Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, absolutely. Bat. No, it's it's an incredible number. The Wii, the popularity of the Wii and the DS, and the fact that they coexisted, they I, owned the world. For yeah. A few years there. But the takeaway is that uh, the I don't think the NX has to do particularly that much better than the Wii U for right. Nintendo to stay in business. Yeah. Right? So it's oh, not no, like no. It's not like they're like risk of like going out of business. No, I don't think Nintendo's going out of business. They have they have more money than God. Even now, they're diversifying across a lot of places that make sense for them to diversify. They're getting into the toy business. They're getting into the amusement park business. They're getting into a lot of places where Still Nintendo... Still mobile games coming. Uh, yeah, places. you've got the mobile games coming. You've got the licensing of these beloved characters. Nintendo is not going to go bankrupt. Um, the, not for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried the video game audience is never coming back. I mean, they lost them. They lost them to iOS and Android. Uh, I think that there is some validity to the fear. I, I don't think it's, a, it's predetermined. But I do think that your perspective on that has merit. As a company, they'll be fine. You know, they'll be yeah. fine for decades. But Their audience grew up they weren't able to uh, grab the new young audience. They mm -hmm. don't have current ten-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, David, you see it. You have I, nieces and nephews. We all have nieces and nephews that don't know that don't, don't know care. or care yeah. about Nintendo. Like stuff. They're, they're almost banking on the nostalgia of us, yeah. right? The thirty-year-olds yeah. now who grew up yeah, with exactly. our NES. It's boxes. not to say they can't recapture that audience. Uh, Marvel and DC did it. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, my dad had grown up with superheroes. Mm -hmm. I didn't really grow up with the same superheroes yeah. as him. Yeah. But now every kid loves. Iron Man and sure. Thor. And right. same thing with Star Wars, for example, I think. But but another thing that I think we're forgetting, because we're slightly different age than another group, we talk about nostalgia. We and DS are going to be nostalgic for an entire new generation of consumers who are just now coming into their maximum purchasing power. If Nintendo can grab oh, those God. two <laughs> That's the huge... No, but I mean, you have these two immense former Nintendo audiences out there who yeah. just now are getting old enough to buy their own stuff. If Nintendo figures out the right way to hook them, yeah, they're going to make a fortune. All right, it is time once again for Video Game 20 Questions. This is, of course, where my panel has 20 yes or no questions to guess this week's mystery game, which comes from Adam Purnell in the UK. All right. What's up, Adam? He can't hear you. Oh. Gentlemen. Not yet. Not the, yet. He will, though. The he will. questioning may begin. Does your character have any facial hair? <laughs> Can you hold things? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love, no. I love that this is your go-to. No, no facial opener. hair. No facial hair on the main character. It's not a Mario game, guys. <laughs> Was this game released after January first, two thousand? Yes. Right. Is this a? Oh, I forget what the. Uh, we always have like five that we get through first. Um, did this game come to the last generation of consoles? Which generation? That Seven. confuses me. No, but like what was that? Xbox three hundred and sixty, PS three, Wii, Wii. 
I'm surprised you count console generations that way. Really? Uh, seventh, I can't keep track of that. No, I mean it's it's, it's not gonna it's gonna be a moot point. He's been very biblical, even under the seventh generation. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Okay, so it's probably newer. It's probably this current generation. Uh oh. Mm. Uh oh. Now we're in a gray area again. Was it like, maybe it's like a PC game that came out in those years. Mm. I don't know. He's making sounds over there. I'm not sure or a handheld that's signal. weird. Something that blurs the. Yeah. In retrospect, I would have rephrased that question. Perhaps you could, and Damon won't count it. Oh, Damon will count it. Damon counted when Justin asked if you can hold things in a game. <laughs> in my defense, <laughs> afterwards, we couldn't come up with any on the spot. We came up with dozens of games where you don't hold things. That's, That's true. Point. The witness. I mean, twi Twitter helped a lot. Yeah, no. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, you know, it's after 2000. Uh, you don't have facial hair. And no, it did not come to those consoles. Okay. Did, did it, okay, is this primarily associated, is this thought of generally as being a PC game? No. Oh, right. Is this, uh, Mobile? So yeah, is this, this associated with handheld? Well, either that, I mean, Xbox 360 was 2005, which means we've got five years of Xbox, we've got... Could have been original Xbox or PS2 or GameCube. Yeah, yep. yeah which Could is have. why I wanted to rephrase it, yeah. Well, okay, what do you want to rephrase? Why don't, why don't it's to... too late, it's too late. Yeah. I wanna, oh, okay. I, we'll get back to you in a sec. All right, uh, is this, uh, is, does this game uh, appear on handhelds? Yes. Okay. So I, DS, PSP, Vita. Angry, um, angry Buds. Uh, yeah, DS, Game Boy Advance, PSP, Vita. Do we count um, mobile as handhelds? No, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, I would consider those two different platforms. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Game Boy So it's either Game Boy Advance, PSP, Vita, or um, DS. Or DS, most 3DS. likely. Or 3DS, yeah. I yeah, mean, or technically Neo Geo Pocket Color, I guess. But it's not going to be Neo Geo Pocket <laughs> Color or the Wonder Swan. Huh? Or <laughs> no, I don't think there's still the Wonder Swan Someday we should do a, a special video game twenty questions just for Jared, <laughs> <laughs> with just with games yeah. that Jared would know. A Jared edition. <laughs> yeah. No. That's going to be a new thing. I'm going to come up with a very special Jared edition. Of You're going to crush me because people give me way too much. It's a non-localized Japanese <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this? Is this game considered, uh, let's say, is it a platformer? No. Ooh, is this about. game uh, associated with uh, Nintendo handheld? Yes. All right, so there we go. Um, DS or 3DS yeah, or GBA? Most likely. Um, and is this game, does this game feature um, recognizable Nintendo characters? Soft, yes. Soft Advance yes. Wars. Be Advance Wars could be. It's recognizable as the wiggle word in there. Yeah. How recognizable is yes. someone from WarioWare or? Excellent. I'm a big fan of Orbulon and WarioWare. Ooh, okay. Maybe a what Pokemon. How? Could be. Oh well, yeah, I guess. Well, I th Pikachu's a Nintendo is, is character. Is it considered like a company? Okay. I, I mean, that relationship someone says not a platformer. That I figure. Which is why I was thinking RPG. Have. Yeah. Yep. All right, so we can start going. Yeah, you mentioned Advance Wars, uh, Elite Beat Agents, yeah, things like that. BT Europe. Big yeah. time. Big time. Busy. Yep. So do you want to try uh, genres? Try to get it down there, maybe? Yeah. I is, to uh, do it every once. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was to the field, but I have to look either to the left or the right. Otherwise, I'm asking the audience. Yeah. So. Maybe we should ask What should we do next? Is it, uh, is it, would you call it an RPG? No. Okay. okay. So it's not. Is this, uh, this uh, a DS game? Yes. Okay. So say, That's 10. That's 10. So it's a strategy like, game. We're good. We got this. Uh, no, I would not say no. Okay, so it's not Advance Wars. Or Fire Emblem. Or Fire Emblem. Not Fire Emblem, not Pokemon, not Advance Wars, not a Mario platformer. Not okay. a platformer. But it is on DS. Could be It Wario does have Wear. Mario characters, but we... Oh, it has Nintendo Soft. Characters. Nintendo Soft characters, which strongly implies it's first party. Yeah. But it could be a could Sega... Like a, Camel, he, like a crappy Camelot game He wouldn't do that. Damon yeah. wouldn't do that to us. He might do that to us. He might do that Is it a sports game? Oh, God. Is it a sports game? No. Okay, okay. sorry, I went out of turn. That's, that's all right. right. No, no, that's, uh, that was a good question. Maybe Donkey? Well, that's a platformer. Could be Rhythm Heaven, too. Mm. You know, try it for a music game, maybe? Yeah. What else was on DS? Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm trying to go through Is it a music game? No. Okay, so it's not Elite Beat Agents or, or Rhythm Heaven. It's not a rhythm. It's not a platformer. It's not an RPG. It's not it's a strategy genre, game. It's not a sports game. Genre is a trap. Yeah, it might not be a trap. That might be a good way to know. Ooh, it could be. It could be Star Fox. No, that that would be recognizable characters, definitely. Uh, I mean, the only one. What other genres can you think of? A fighting game, but what Smash? 
That's, uh, that's on DS. Yeah, also that would not be a soft recognizable yeah, character. Yeah, that's their entire roster. Um, I mean, we could waste a question on first-party Nintendo, but I don't know if we want to do that. No, because the sports... sports Someone's probably screaming Next at their... Next question. We're thinking. We're thinking well, here. Yeah. <laughs> we also have an audience to consider. Welcome to the two-hour edition of GameScoop. Yes. Okay, um, you know it's on a very special scoop. A DS game. You don't yep. have facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> no facial hair. Yeah, he thought a it's long time about facial. Not hair. he did. So, are you a furry creature? Not a platformer. Sometime? Not a platformer. Not a platformer. Not a sports game. Not a strategy game. Not an RPG. <laughs> Does Box Boy have facial hair? Box Boy is not first party. Well, it doesn't have Nintendo characters. Yeah, it? The, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. You guys are going to have to help with the heavy lifting because I'm out of my element right now. I played every big DS game, and mm-hmm. I'm... Well, maybe uh, it's not big. You know, it's, it could be a downloadable title. Yeah, but even... Whatever, Jared. <laughs> uh, I played <laughs> all the... Japanese import only. <laughs> That's not a question. Um, was this game developed uh, by a Japanese company? Yes. Okay. I don't know what that does for us. Yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> that was down uh, where Nintendo is. Well, I mean, it rules out. It rules, rules out whatever out. retro. Yeah, rules out retro. Um, did they make any DS games? Man, what do we do? What are we wrong here? Um, do you play as a human in this game? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's fifteen. Five more to go. Okay. Do you play as Princess Peach? Nope. Ah, oh, I, I had it. You would have had it, but that's a recognizable character. Uh, yeah. 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 And it's not a strategy game, so it's not, it's not Pikmin. I guess I burned a question, well, but I no thought, I thought it was Super Princess Peach. Yeah, I was well, was that a GBA game? Was there? Like uh, a, no, that was a uh, DS game. Okay. Yeah. Was there any games with NES on, on the DS? No. Mm-hmm. Plus, those are RPGs. Those are, and again, those would count as recognize, like very recognizable characters. Is he? Are we, I, is this is doesn't Ned? count as a question. Yeah, are we being stupid? Are we being stupid? I mean, a little bit. Are we just on the? A little bit, but yeah. this is definitely okay. look. This is All not right. an obscure game. Thank you. I'm glad that we're not just okay. Like so it's not an obscure game. We're just being big silly. old dummies. It's a freebie. It's a freebie. There. Thank you. I appreciate it. it. Do you want to try to narrow it down between GBA and DS or not? We know it's DS. We know for sure. Yeah. It's DS? I asked if it was DS. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you've, been, you've been sitting right <laughs> yeah, here. You know it's you know it's DS. <laughs> okay. I was thinking real hard about I was thinking hard about Box Boy. Wait, wait, was it Drill Dozer? Drill Dozer was GBA. Drill Dozer was GBA. Oh, that'd be a great one. Ooh, good, um, good pick there. Good deep cut. Thank Ooh. you. Um, yeah, drill this here with GPA. Um, what do we got? What do we got? It's not an RPG. What's our strategy? I'm not a platformer. So it could be a it could be a puzzle game. Puzzle game. Mm. Ooh. Uh, what was the what was their version of Medios? Well, was Medios published by Nintendo? I don't remember. It was, I and then there was remember. the Disney Medios. Yeah. Is it a puzzle game? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Three questions left. Oh, okay, it's a puzzle. There's a lot of Nintendo Pass of puzzle games on handheld. Oh, there's Picross. Oh, uh, yeah, Picross. Oh. Picross, Medios. Okay, 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 okay. Oh. Um, Cooking Mama? Yeah. There's Cooking Mama. That's true. There's Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama, but that wasn't. That doesn't have Nintendo characters in it. Well, it was, I like where your head's they're, at. Though. They're recognizable. I mean, she's. Yeah, but she's, they're not Nintendo characters. Is she not true. a Nintendo character? No. I think it's, is that Namco? Uh, I mean, Majesco published them back then, okay. but it's not yeah, a Nintendo right. franchise either way. Um, how do we narrow it down? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Three it's a puzzle game. Left. Puzzle game. Puzzle game on DS. Yeah. You <laughs> are a human. You, wait, are, you, play, you are a human. Oh, wait, that's right. huge. No facial right. hair. That's why I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, Pycross, Te- you don't Tetris play DS? as a person. But that's not I, a There human. are no humans like, in Tetris. Really well. Unless we're all Tetris. <laughs> you are the, <laughs> the Tetris. Well, that'd be the yeah, Pycross who plays a person. So, Man, we're doing something real silly here. Oh, I feel like it's time to bring it home. Letting the audience down. Is it a puzzle game where you're manipulating or moving? Is it the type of puzzle game where you're moving blocks or shapes around? Yes. What are we missing here? So that eliminates, I asked that question because that eliminates any kind of like point, like like any other genres of puzzle games. Mm. So it's it's Meteos, right? Probably. Or Tetris. You want to try, but again, do you play as a human in Meteos anywhere? I mean, I don't know, man. You got a better guess? No, but I feel like I'm missing something. Like, there's something on this tip Someone of my mind. An aneurysm yeah, they're right just now. screaming at us right now. <laughs> Two questions left. We're tired we from either three. guess it or let it go. All right. Well, we have to. We have to try. What's uh, what was that? The the Sega Rub Buddies game or whatever it was called. <laughs> Sega Rub Buddies. Like, Sega see, Rub Buddies. But that means it's not like Hotel Dusk or any of those types of puzzles. Right. That's why I asked the yeah. block. No, it's a good. Question. It's a good question. It's a good question, but I don't remember you playing a person in Picross. How good was Hotel Dusk, by the way? Oh, that game's great. I know, I'm sorry. You hold that. You hold the DS phone. All right, Justin, I give you my vote. Can you get it in two questions? What's your vote? No, I'm giving it to you. Uh, 
I have faith in you. I mean, okay, so was this game, uh, was the DS entry in this game the latest in a long-running popular franchise? No. Something new. 19. Yes. Something new. Why am I not thinking of this? Maybe you play as a person I don't think we've ever gotten, I've, I've never gotten here you before. Try it? Are you we try allowed it? to ask medias? the 20th question or... Well, your 20th question is, is it Medios? Yeah. No. Aww. Okay, what did we you next? I'm afraid. A, you, you don't play as a yeah, Medios. Please point out the human in Medios. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, a Nintendo DS game uh-huh. where you play as a human uh-huh. with no facial hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you do some you're really, manipulation. You're really yeah. building this up. Professor... Layton. Oh. You don't do block manipulation. That's you do all sorts mm. of puzzles in there. Mm. What are you talking about? I, That's what I was like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh right. I'm gonna if file. A, <laughs> I'm gonna file a grievance. <laughs> not Nintendo characters. That's level five. Published yeah. by Nintendo. They're not Nintendo I said characters. Soft, yes. Soft. Mm. I would never uh, consider Layton. No, a those are level characters. five. Not I Nintendo do. characters. Uh. No block manipulation. Soft yes, these to- he's only have ever appeared on Nintendo platforms. Oh, yeah, I That's not true. From well, our line of questioning. Okay, now. Okay. Well, but even so. From our line of questioning, I never would have gotten to Layton. From really? That. Yeah. yeah. What do no you mean? Way. From your line of questioning or from, from the answers? From the line of questioning that we went down. Uh, once I you mean, said on, soft like, yes. Why didn't I ask if he wears a hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I kept saying, <laughs> you're human. You have that no was missing piece. <laughs> you have no facial hair. No. It is a puzzle game on DS. No, I, 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 would, I think of that as a level There's, 5 game and just all, never would have thought about it. You solve all sorts of puzzles. Somewhere in there, you definitely do some block manipulation, for sure. No, because I even... Yeah, but that's not... You do matchstick manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> you got to uh, move the cars around in the parking lot, rearrange them. Yeah, there are some block manipulation, yeah. but it's not that kind of game. You should ask if he was that's a professor. In there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, it's I just, just like didn't. when Brandon asked, like, is it part of this console generation? I was like, no, but it came out in that time period. Yeah. Yeah. I'm filing I'm filing a grievance. We're going to send oh. this up to the top. Okay. <laughs> <We're>, who, <laughs> what do you think, listeners? <laughs> to, to the professor okay, himself. That's fair. That's fair. Let us know in the comments of this video and uh, on Twitter at Dame Zero, whether or not you think if this I is answered, all a ruse. whether or not you think I answered their questions fairly and accurately. I think, I I, cannot, I think if I remember my phrasing correctly, I said recognizable Nintendo characters, and I said like, soft yes, soft yes. But, but like, I would, I, 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 I totally think of Layton as a Nintendo character, sure. published by really? Nintendo, oh, only okay. appearing on Nintendo hand, on Nintendo hardware. I don't even think they're published by Nintendo yeah, anymore. Late, the yeah, first one, actually, was, they, the first one, was, which was yeah. this game. Yeah. So we, can you even name the full title of this game? The Professor no. Layton in the Curious Village. Okay. Yeah, on, I know my Professor Layton. <laughs> the, me not asking if you wear a hat is like <laughs> buying a lottery ticket for 360 <laughs> days of the year, and then saying, Nah, not today. And then that's when your numbers come up. Yes. Oh, that's oh. great. Uh-huh. I thought oh. <laughs> when you're a human with no facial hair, I thought that would be the giveaway. A puzzle, uh, especially when it's a puzzle game where you're a human and there's no facial hair. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you're not on the couch. Look, I am not here to trip you guys up. I, no. I'm not here to like try and stump you. <laughs> so, listeners, do let let me know if you think I was unfair. With the, there, I, I tried to answer the questions as fairly and as accurately as I can. So I, would, I, I was thinking that. scribble. They're super scribble knots for a while because Link appears in that. Does Layton, has Layton never been in Smash Brothers? <laughs> Link, no. oh, what's man. that? He should be though. Oh, he should That'd be. be That'd good. be amazing. He'd be a guest character though. Yeah, because he's not Nintendo. No. All right, that brings us to the end of another Game Scoop. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Brandon. My name is Damon. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. I said that in the wrong order, so now it sounds really redundant when I say, my name is Damon, this is Ajit Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.